Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have Captain Ambivalent in the house. Hello. Welcome, Captain. Uh, Unfortunately. Unfortunately, Michael Bali of Two Sleeps is uh, kind of sick at the moment. Uh, not COVID-related, just a b- massive head cold, so he will not be able to join us. Um, but welcome to episode 625 of the Funny Music Podcast. Title of this week's episode is Righteous Volcano. We didn't use that one already, did we? I swear it I sounds familiar. So. But uh, my, my random word generator came up with that, and I liked it. But it also does kind of sound familiar, so hopefully it's not. We may have the used the word volcano before. We may have used the word righteous before too. In fact, I'm pretty sure we used the word righteous before. But uh, anyway, so this. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week, or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> I finally uh, figured out my, uh, <laughs> I filed an extension for my taxes, and uh, I finally got around to doing all of the uh, work I do to send in information to the person who does my taxes so that eventually uh, she'll get them done, and that'll be a thing that's done. So, <laughs> um, yay, adulting. So Mm-hmm. Yay, adulting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so aside from that, uh, not too much besides just working and um, and uh, uh, <sighs> I realized uh, uh, yesterday that ha- having gotten the taxes thing done, like, oh, I actually don't have anything else pressing that I have to be working on. I can actually work on my um, the animatic I've been trying to work on the past year. But I haven't worked on it in about five months, so I'm, uh, I kind of got my thoughts organized on that. I finally came to a realization uh, earlier about um, the character of my, uh, the design of my character Darius. Uh, he's supposed to have kind of, uh, you know, kind of like me right now, like some amount of hair on his face, but he's not like committed to having a full beard or anything. Um, probably a little bit less than I have right now. And when I do the full color versions, I've been doing that kind of. Homer Simpson-y, like, not with a hard black line, but, like, you know, kind of shading in that area with a darker tone. And there's just something about it that's been bugging me, and I think I finally figured out. Like, I think I just like it better when, rather than doing that, just doing kind of a cross-hatching with lines to show that that, there's hair on his face, rather than Mm -hmm. doing in, like, that full, actual different color thing. So I think I'm going to experiment with that, um, because I've noticed that when I do drawings of him in pencil... I just think it looks better than when I do the full color ones, and I think that's why that's the thing that's been bugging me. So, cool. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Um, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I was interviewed for the um, Logan Whitehurst documentary, My Friend Logan. Finally, uh, we were you know supposed to be interviewing at uh, MarsCon, and then I wasn't able to go to MarsCon. So, yeah. 
we tried to schedule an in-person interview and it just there was no way we could make it happen so we finally just said screw it we'll do it over zoom so i set up my camera in my little sound booth over there and did it in there and i, I you know i used my nice camera because i figure he's using a good camera i don't want to use a crappy webcam for for my interview um which was good practice because I'm, I want to start filming my music video for um, for Still Quarantined. And I need to remember how to use that camera. So I figured this, this was good practice for, you know, getting it out and getting it working again. So hopefully I can get that going soon. Uh, and I wanted to mention uh, my father is doing much better. He is now testing negative and he's up and about and, and feeling so almost like his old self. But, uh, you know, still... Feeling, you know, a little under the weather, but he's doing better. That's so, good. So, Dan, what have you been up to? Oh, man, I've been uh, <laughs> trying to level up on my mixing and mastering game. And uh, it's like slow, incremental slogging. <laughs> um, trying, to, uh, trying to change mindsets from the old, you know, loudness wars, compress everything as much as possible to fit on the CD to like streaming service, negative 14 LUFs. Getting way too technical here, but <laughs> basically if you compress that kind of up like you used to, it will actually sound quieter than somebody who has mastered for the streaming service. Oh, so um, you're actually mastering for the compression streaming. So, so yeah. So like, instead of, they like did this this different scale. There's the loudness. It's called LUFs, loudness unit. So instead of just dB, there's this negative magic negative 14 LUFs. So basically, if you compress up to a point, there's like an optimal point in the middle. It's a ranking for the entire song as a whole. Hmm. So like when you're trying to dial it in, you're like going through the entire song, <laughs> trying to get the value, and it's kind of uh, it's time consuming. But the end result is that when you get normalized for the streaming, hopefully. Your song will sound perceptibly louder than one that is even more compressed, like for CD loudness. You want to be quite comparable. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I never even I knew they mastered things differently for vinyl and and whatnot, but I I never considered doing it differently for for streaming. You you can do it like a, you can do like a regular master for CD, and it'll automatically turn it down. But the th but the way that it does that, it turns down compressed stuff more than less compressed stuff after a point. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. This is like my, this is my <laughs> TED talk. No. <laughs> but, and then, but the aggravating thing, of course, then like if you listen on the, the web player on the phone to like my song in two sleeps for this week, it does not have the volume normalization. So my song sounds really, really quiet compared to his. But <laughs> like if you put it through Spotify, I think they'll come out sounding about the same. Yeah. Well, we, remaster all the songs when we make the cds anyway to make sure that they're all kind of roughly the same volume there's only so much we can do but you know we we try oh well anyway so that's it so that but that's basically been my life it's like deep deep technical yeah well that's cool at least you're making your stuff sound better that's always good yeah that's yes it's going to be worth the struggle i hope cool yeah, I've taken a couple like online classes on mixing and mastering and stuff, and some of them were really helpful. I found some helpful material. I think uh, I've been working on two things. I've been working on Captain Ambivalent, and then I've also been working on a side project, which is like a demo for a musical theater piece. It's more like standard instrumentation. Um, 
and somebody else did all, most of the recording on that. So it's so it's been kind of different comparing. But I actually tried to send out Captain Ambivalent because I was getting too frustrated, and I think no one seems to the results were not good. So I think <laughs> nobody is used to mixing for you know accordion as the main instrument. Yeah, you have to talk to whoever engineered Weird Al's, you know, last couple albums, I guess. Yeah, you know, when I listen to it, okay, so I listen to it, this may be too much. Uh, like, make, it, make a cut gesture if this is getting too much. But, like, I listen to his previous ones, and usually he's got a guitar going also. So, like, yeah. his accordion is, is, like, off to one side, or it's not, like, like the way, well, when, when we play the song, I basically got the accordion split left and right, like they used to do with guitars on the and the classic rock kind of you can do that and the other thing that I, that I do with with my music is try to separate the wavelengths of the different sounds to just so they don't blend together so if you're doing accordion and guitar you can figure out which where the accordion is in the equalization and boost or yeah. reduce you know the accordion and then move the guitar away from it so that they're yeah. they're two separate sounds yeah and it's and there's a juggling because like the accordion and voice and cymbals are really yeah for the same so that that's the tricky part anyway welcome to mixing with the fump <laughs> that's right <laughs> special <laughs> so give us a quick intro to the song you posted and we'll get we'll give sure. it a listen all righty well this is a uh uh this is a humorous recap of seasons one through three of uh stranger things um it was inspired by the show i think you guys have heard of brain dead it was a Netflix show, like in 2016, it kind of put the presidential election, like in terms of alien brain suckers invading and taking over people's brains. And, and Jonathan Colton did a previously on song for each episode. Oh, wow. Like a little humorous song that, that recapped the previous episode. It was kind of a serious horror kind of, well, serious hmm political satire horror but he did anyway so i thought well somebody should do something like that for stranger things so here it is so here is no one believes me by captain ambivalent no one believes me when i try to talk to people about the stranger things in town no one believes me they just bully and demean me and they try to bring me down but i know my boy is still alive just trapped inside a parallel dimension where he's somehow turning on and off the lights his death were weaponizing psychic children But the program ended badly And I'm really not surprised When the walls between the worlds grew thin Something from outside got in But no one believes me When I try to talk to people about The stranger things in town No one believes me They just bully and demean me And they try to bring me down Then the boy hawked up a loogie That his friend found and adopted They were uncontrolled experiments To find out what it ate and it grew into a monster, but it did not eat the children And the boy got unpossessed again before it was too late Then the psychic made the gateway close Just by bleeding from her nose, but No one believes me When I try to talk to people about the stranger things in town No one believes me They just bully and demean me And they try to bring me down They try to bring me down Upside down. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a really long time between seasons. I know, right? Aren't those kids like 30 now? Okay, here he Now, apparently, the shopping mall was really built by Russian secret agents. No one noticed speaking Russian wearing Russian uniforms. And that sweet little old lady has got something in her basement. But the only acting people say to just the 
Very nice. Thank you. Erupting like a righteous volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so very good summary of the first did three you do, seasons. Did you make the sound? It's the sound. Did you make the sound? Did I make he the said sound? said the words. Erupting like oh, a God righteous damn it. volcano. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Kyle said it last week, I missed it last week. And when I was listening back to the show... I missed it again. So I was hearing myself say, like, wait, did Kyle say it? And so, so, anyway. Sorry, I'm tired. I have a headache. You know the deal. I, I'd say, you have one job, but you actually have several jobs. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. One million jobs. Uh, so, yeah, Stranger Things. Dig it. So, you, you a big fan of the show? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, it's it's very it's very good. I think I'm not spoiling the season for you, but I think it's they yeah. I haven't seen season four yeah. yet, or season four uh, part one. Excuse me. I just give it yeah, I give it very positives, and uh, it was it was uh, yeah. I tried to like I tried to introduce new geek specific geekly fandom songs every year at, when I was busking at Gen Con, and this was like the 2019. Um, it was this one? I forget what the other one was, but this was like the most popular <laughs> like mm. like all of these kids who like maybe you might think would be too young to be watching like this sort of r-rated gore gore fest but <laughs> they, they all loved it so <laughs> I, I watched the first season with my kids when they were probably a little too young but they, they loved it they enjoyed yeah, it yeah yeah I, I guess every they're all desensitized now and yeah like, it's but, fine <laughs> yeah it's fine I watched uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead with my youngest, who was like nine at the time, and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> but <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an educational teaching moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, when you really put your head up a corpse's ass, it's much. It's very right. messy, see? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> I just like the thought of when they were working on that, you know, it's like, hey, should we concern ourselves that maybe we'll get asked to the direct an MCU movie? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I've, I've been a, a big fan of the Stranger Things show since it started. The first season, I think, is, is a masterpiece. I don't think seasons two and three quite hold up to the first one, but I, I do still enjoy them. And I'm looking forward to seeing, to seeing what they do with season four. Yeah, most of the uh, reviews, like, you know, kind of non-spoilery, you know, short reviews have basically said that this is the best season since season one. Um, yeah, just... Uh, the the only thing that's, you know... The only thing that, that I've... And this isn't a spoiler or anything. Th that kind of is bugging me about season four thus far is the character Will. I just feel like... I don't know. He, he just seems like... Like an annoying thing that they kind of have to keep there because you can't not have Will be in the show. Right. <laughs> Another thing that bugs me about him, I know this is a weird thing to say. His haircut bugs me. It's it's like I know it's 1986, <laughs> but it just feels like everybody else, like you know, within the, within like you know, oh, it's all 1986. All of their look and their hairstyle like makes sense, but 
Will just seems very like Forrest Gumpy out of it. Like not, like he, he's just <laughs> I don't know. He just I, I I can only hope and assume that maybe they'll do something with him in the second half of season four that will kind of justify the fact that he still exists on the show. <laughs> but but mainly he's just kind of been annoying me. That's the only bad thing I can say about this. I saw something online that showed how, like, the hair did not change as the kid grew up. (laughs) (laughs) He had, like, screenshots from all the seasons together, and basically the hair is the same size and shape. It just sort of, like... Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. My brain is not working tonight. Uh, Oh, 1986. Um, that was the year I started making music. So while I'm watching this, I'm going to be thinking, yeah, I'm off in the background somewhere writing like Infection and A Fairy's Tale and, and the stupid, you know, early sudden death songs. They are absolutely terrible. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little scary to think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was 13 at the time. I was writing songs in my basement, recording them on my parents' boombox, you know? That was that's what all I had. <laughs> Nineteen eighty six. I I shouldn't. I may, maybe shouldn't confess this, but I was in college then, and I don't. I like I had done a done a done a musical the year before, written a musical, and uh, was not. I don't think I was yet doing pop music at that point. I think I was writing things in my head. Mm. You weren't writing songs about the upside down in nineteen eighty six. No, no. Oddly <laughs> enough. Oddly enough. The, the other thing, like, I've always said that Stranger Things wins the award for best accurate portrayal of the decade of the 80s. Yes, like, absolutely. It just, it, yeah. And um, and uh, there there's some scenes that involve uh, bullying in season four that are like, oh, man. Like, it, I mean, I got through it fine, but it was just so... Triggery, <laughs> just, just the the meanness and just oh, it was just like yep. the, the 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 Duffer Brothers and their team are just so perfectly getting it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the first the first season, um, they nailed that like 1983 you know vibe and feeling, and it it. it like to the point where it looked like the mo- like the series the series was shot in 1983 and they just now like got a print of it you know yeah it was like that well done and that was like one of my complaints about season two or season three i think it was season three it was a little too much hey remember this song from the 80s hey remember this thing from the 80s you know they did a little too much of that yeah i think that might have been season two i bet Although season three, I loved Starcourt Mall. I just, I yeah. wish it was real. It was so <laughs> awesome. I'm like, I want to go there. I miss being at a place just like that. They, they should make one and have like a hidden elevator that goes down to the Russian bunker. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I don't know if they'll do this or not, but they had some of the, I think at the end, you know, at the end of season three, some of them went off to California. And like, if this were historically accurate, I think those kids would know about would learn about rap. Well, kids still in the middle of Indiana. Yeah, they. Like yeah, in eighty. Yeah, eighty six. Eighty six, I think, was when um, "Walk This Way" broke out. So, if they yeah, had MTV, yeah. they would have heard about that. And then later was the Beastie Boys. So, 
was like I was at a summer camp in the in like in the early I don't know like eighty or something, and and the kids from California knew about rap, and they were showing everybody mm-hmm. uh, uh, the uh, you know uh, Kimasabi jump on it, jump on it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and 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 everybody else from the rest of the country was like, what? What's this? <laughs> probably had the same reaction my grandmother had like what is this is this music what is, what are you what are you doing <laughs> no, i think we all thought it was cool but it was it was just so i don't know yeah i remember uh i the the sugar hill gang um with with rapper's delight came out i may not have known that was the title but i just remember seeing that song on like you know whatever it was american bandstand or something like that and just thinking like not thinking that this was like some new genre of music, but just kind of like, oh, well, this is an interesting song. And then a bit later, the whole breakdancing craze happened, and then there was a, like, I don't think it was made by KTEL, but there was an album you could order on the TV called Electric Breakdance, and that had uh, the song Jam On It by Nucleus. Mm-hmm. So that was like the first rap song I really ever heard, and I was just kind of like, what is this thing? <laughs> and, you know, and then it wasn't too far, too long after that, that, uh, that Run DMC, you know, broke out with Walk This Way, and then, you know, that's when I started learning about, oh, you know, the Fat Boys exist, and, you know, all this other stuff, and it just opened up my whole world, so, well, yeah. I went to Yeah, I went to Chicago in 83, and that, then the education began, <laughs> in earnest. <laughs> yeah, I, um, it was, I want to say it was 1982 or maybe 1983, I was, I was, a guy, I had gotten into breakdancing, and I was listening to the radio, and uh, this guy I know, or a kid at the time uh, told me, you know, I should listen to this New York radio station because they play rap. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, well, just listen. So I, I, you know, I turned on the station and I heard a couple of like R and B songs and I was like, whatever. And then I heard some song by grandmaster flash and I don't know what it was, but it was one of those like 13 minute long songs <laughs> that they did at the time. And it's just him rapping and going and going and going. And I'm, I remember just stopping and staring at the radio and just going, wow, like, this is cool. And, like, how does he do that? Like, how does he breathe while he's doing that, you know? <laughs> and then a friend of mine played me his uh, Fat Boys tape, and that was that. Was that. <laughs> I was hooked. <laughs> All right. I see something exciting happening 25 minutes in on Twitter. So I'm going to unmask. Ah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. dun. Ah. <laughs> I hope that was worth it. His secret identity <laughs> has been revealed. But, you know, the whole time you were doing that, I was thinking you had the, you had this filter with, like, a light beard on you. And I was thinking that's that's what Luke needs for Darius is, like, the filter just put oh, yeah, a light yeah. beard on him. Yeah, that's sort of uh, as your model of the... Uh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. No, it totally work. It's a little shading. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Darius on Zoom. As long, as long as it looks better than the CGI cell shading animation of Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. You know, <laughs> I wasn't really interested in seeing that movie until I heard you and and uh, Kyle talking about it. And now I want to see it. Now I, I put it, I added it to my spreadsheet of things it's, to watch. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's, 
much like Space Jam A New Legacy, it's like, it's not high art, but danged if it isn't entertaining and hilarious. <laughs> it is an entertainment. Yes, it is. And it's very much like, oh, Luke, you know that things you like? Here's another big thing that you will like very much. Have this thing, Luke, you know. So other than me being, you know, a bit of a nitpicky snob about wanting the... Uh, wanting all the rest of those main characters besides Dale to have been hand-drawn instead of CGI cel-shaded. Uh, everything else about that movie is just like, yes, please, more. Like, I want a, I want a sequel to this uh, uh, in some fashion because I want more things in that world and that version of Toontown Hollywood. So, anyway. <laughs> cool. So what else is going on with you, Dan? Um, that is really... That is really it. I've just been digging down in this in the studio and, uh, uh, you know. Are you going to be at Gen Con again this year? I am unfortunately skipping one more year. Um, I just, I found that I just can't, I haven't found a mask that I can sing in without, you know, keeling over. And um, so I'm just going to skip one more year and see what the. You got to get one of those big, like, plague masks. Yeah, it's like even those the the for for me anyway. You know, like the singing and the playing accordion at the same time is very aerobic. <laughs> and, yes, uh, it is. It I'm just, sure. Uh, and then doing the doing it like in Gen Con all day, or and I only usually just do Saturday and Sunday is what I've done in the past, and it just it get, it's pretty grueling. I mean, it's fun, but it's also very grueling. So, yeah. um, so I'm just gonna sit back one more. Okay. Year and hope things are better. Uh, Although now, after listening to previous Funkcasts, I realized that there's this entire segment of like event concerts and things that I had no idea existed that have been going on that I need to check out and oh, the yeah, tour I dates start... that we do <laughs> be more intelligent. Well, there's like different. I'd heard rumors that different. Actually, I was going to try to to schedule one though. But where was it? Like the first, you know, it was going to be the 2020 or the 2021. I've finally gotten some some intel. Oh, there! Wait, there are people that do that do like scheduled shows in in rooms. And oh, yeah, I could do that in addition. And then I'll do, I think I'll sign up for that. And then it was twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah. I was uh, I started performing at Gen Con as a part of their uh, costume contest, and I would show up as a in a costume, but also be doing a song. Uh, in nineteen ninety four, I did "What's Up, Spock," and I took home the trophy of uh, of most humorous act. And then I uh, came back the next year with my Pinky and the Brain song, Insane in the Brain. And then I missed 96 because I was working that summer doing caricatures. And then after that, uh, there was a different people that would do like a whole, a Klingon troupe would do like a sketch as their judging time entertainment. And then those people decided to stop doing that. And I reached out and was able to talk them into letting me be the judging time entertainment uh, starting in 1997. Uh, and it, uh, you know, it just became like a tradition. So that was out in Milwaukee when they used to have it in a, oh, sure. a space called the Plankinton Theater, which was a proper theater, which was great. And uh, I performed there for years, and then the whole convention moved to Indianapolis, and then I uh, joined them out there. And once we were in the Indianapolis space, uh, after a few years uh, went by, uh, that's when, you know, more performers started showing up, and we started looking for spaces to do our own Shows in, um, you know, either individually or as a group. And, uh, 
you know, over the years, like uh, the the Damples of Dorkington and Mark Gunn and the Brobdingnagian Bards and uh, Mikey Mason, um, and now uh, Bonnie Gordon of the Library Bards is going out there a bunch. Uh, in fact, I saw she posted some tour dates of her own uh, this past week, and she listed Gen Con among them. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and Mikey Mason and Mark Gunn are kind of the two main guys every year now who are uh, setting up that kind of stuff. So if you need help with that, I'd say reach out to uh, to probably Mikey Mason and. Uh, you know, let them know when once once you're ready to go back. So yeah, yeah, I think well, we'll cross fingers for next year. Yeah, I haven't been there since 2015, and I've basically been holding off, waiting for me to like actually get my act together and release another mm-hmm. album, and you know, uh, figure out some merch that might people might actually want to buy, <laughs> so that I can try to make at least most of my money back. Because I used to just drive there from Wisconsin, which you know, and they would cover my hotel room and a bunch of other stuff, so that I could actually make a profit on the weekend. But now that I live in California, and you yes, know, just yeah. flying out there in and of itself is like not gonna, you know, I'm gonna end up in, you know, deeply in the hole, you know. So, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I miss it, and I wish I, I, I look forward to going back sometime. I may, we may not have overlapped. I can't remember now what year. What year I think, I, I think, I think you may have been there in 2015. I think I'm, I know at some point in recent time I was like looking up, like photos of me at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like the, the general music track. There was some reason I needed to find like I need to be a, a reference of you know what I looked like or what somebody looked like. And I was going through all these photos and I found a picture of you. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. It might have been like one of my friends because a bunch of our friends will go out there and they'll take pictures of like all the acts that are busking. Tom Smith used to be there too. Um, so I think we overlapped, but I don't know if I ever actually like met you at the time. <laughs> I was like scrambling around the first, especially the first couple of years, and and didn't really have much time to meet anybody i was there just for the weekend i was the year they started doing the making sunday be their family day quote quote mm-hmm. i was sort of ha- hired for most specifically for the family day and then saturday too just to throw in but but so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't i never had like a table in the exhibit hall or anything um so that made it harder to, to network a little bit but yeah because i think i think their philosophy was the acts who can busk like don't necessarily need a table, so to speak, because they can right. just sell their stuff wherever. And then acts like mine who couldn't busk, you know, could have the table. And I think maybe I don't know. It's been I haven't been there in years, so I don't know if they've changed up their feelings on that. But well, I think they have a limited they had a limited table space too, so it was sort of like there was some. Uh... Anyway, it, it it was great. I love. I remember one year I was just sitting there at my table and all of a sudden I heard somebody go like, hey, Luke, how's it going? I looked up and it was MC Front a lot. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, like, oh, hey, Damien, how's it going? <laughs> oh, and I know Professor Shy Guy. He's another one who's been out there recently. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, all awesome people. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, yeah, it's completely awesome. But, but singing in a mask. Singing in a mask. Yeah, I, I did a, a, a show at uh, Worldcon in December where I had to perform in a mask, and it, yeah, that was hard. So, breathing is tough when you're trying to rap really fast in a mask. Yep. Yep. All right, so do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, golly. Um, just, uh, you know, if you like this song, spread the word, um, join my mailing list. CaptainAmbivalent.com. Um, I there is a new album in the works. It's going to probably sound similar to the to this song in generally. 
Um, I don't can't project a release date yet, but if you're on the email list, you'll find out. I don't know. All right, sounds good. All right, we're going to move on to news and the second song. Are you going to stick around or are you taking off? I'll stick around. Why not? All righty, then. Here's a promo. This is the Fump. I swagger proud to the casino. Past the penny slots and kino. Got me a gig up here in Reno. Blackjack. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the highway to hell. But I'd rather sell my soul for a trip to Taco Bell. It's not a question now, too bad for rock and roll. And Azazel killed her dead with her two babies asleep in bed. Their names are That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. Stop! Burger time! Time for Funny Music News. Something, something, something. In the news, I have no news for this week. Luke, you got anything? Uh. Um, man, I can't think of anything. I'm sorry. It's a uh, slow week. That's fine. It's fine. These these weeks happen. Thankfully, we're not a news program. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, tour dates. Uh, Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. Tuesdays online, Phil Johnson at Roadside Attraction. Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. On the 10th online, Carla Ulbrich and the 16th through the 20th, in St. Louis, Missouri, Mikey Mason. And I still have Jessica Delfino's birthday on here, which was yesterday. So we did that last week. All right. Today it's my brother Michael's birthday. Well, happy birthday, Foyer. Michael. <laughs> birthday. All right. Our second song this week is by Two Sleeps, featuring me on doing background growly death vocals type stuff. Here is Puppasaur by Two Sleeps. We'll be right back. 
Was Kubert banging his head to the music? <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like. I look over and there's well, just this cat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Te- technically, he was headbutting like this thing right here, doing that thing that cats do, where it's like I'm trying to either mark my territory or get someone's attention by just kind of doing your forehead, like. Yeah. And that and that's what uh he was doing it's, up it, against it this just, thing. I but, see this cat, it, and it seemed like in time with the music. I was like, that's fantastic. It's a metal cat, yep. Metal cat, yep. Yeah, he's a good boy. So the the way I got involved with this was uh, Michael sent me a mix of the song just to get my opinion on it, and I kind of jokingly said, hey, I can do a death metal vocal if you want you know, background vocals on it, and I sent him the link to um, the new album by Carcass, which I absolutely adore it's called torn arteries um and if if you're into death metal at all definitely check out this album it's absolutely amazing um and they do a lot of harmonized vocals so they have the low then the high and then you know all the distortion all together and stuff and so he was like yeah 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 send me a whole bunch of that so i was like sure so i <laughs> i went into my my sound booth and shredded my vocal cords for about 20 minutes and <laughs> you know stuff like that so and uh michael sent me a statement about this song since he wasn't able to be here he says puppasaur is a death metal cover of a song i did in 2018 from a country bluegrass project called hellbilly heartthrob available wherever you stream your music it features the great and powerful devo spice on backup vocals and will appear on my next album which will be called atrocities The album title and concept are inspired by a horrible customer I had when I worked retail. We didn't have a certain product she was looking for, and she, in all seriousness, said, That's an atrocity. Uh, I assumed she was joking, so I chuckled, and she gave me the Why the fuck are you laughing look, Uh, so I got all serious, put on my best deadpan sarcasm face, and said, Yup, it's right up there with genocide. To which she responded, Right? You get it. So the album will be, will be mostly songs about minor everyday annoyances, but presented in a very melodramatic fashion, which lends itself quite well to the genre. <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's that. Yeah, I, I can totally see that happening. <laughs> but yeah, we need more metal on the Fump. We need to turn this into the funny metal project. I think is is what the Fump <laughs> needs to be. That's, Maybe it's just me, but you know, it'll just be me and Eric Eagle. Well, the two of us will be the fans for the for the funny metal project. And I, I like a good metal song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to um, uh, Death Clock last week just because I felt like it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then I wanted to go back and watch the show again. So you know, that, you know how that always happens. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Two Sleeps is at twosleeps.com. This is number twosleeps.com, uh, which has links to all of his music on all the various streaming and social media platforms. So check that out when you can. All right, let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback.
Draconis wrote, Luke, you and Kyle missed that Bonkers appeared in the Rescue Rangers movie, just with walrus tusks. And then he sends a link to a screenshot of it. A blink and you miss it moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that there's hundreds of things I missed in that movie. There are so many things densely layered into that movie in certain scenes that I, it's like the fact that we're watching it on streaming. I missed. I mean, I'm, they might release this on Blu-ray. Who knows? But it's like you used to be able to even on VHS or, or DVD or on Blu-ray you could use, like, the pause button and then literally go through things frame by frame. You can't go through things frame by frame on streaming, and no, that annoys can't. me. Yeah. So so if I intend to do that someday, I'll basically have to wait until that happens or something. That's you know? that's why I want to get the, um, the, the Blu-ray of um, The Cabin in the Woods so that I, c- I can watch the last, like, half an hour of that movie just in slow motion, frame by frame, picking out all the monsters and all the kills and everything. Oh, it's so great. Like especially so this scene with all like all the security monitors where there's like a different kill happening on each one. It's like <laughs> such a great movie. <laughs> uh and right. like talk about that that could have been a franchise unto itself yes, where it could have where, Well, where, in, in like, a way it is. If you think about it, like every horror movie is, you know, takes place in yeah. that universe technically. <laughs> Cuz it's like and that thing is that ritual or whatever been going on for years and years and years and they had like whatever 36 different things up on that wig whiteboard it's like you know i want to see all of them <laughs> right like how are each of these supposed to play out in the grander scenario you know depending on what they picked up in that basement yeah <laughs> such a great movie yeah all right Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's song is by Steve Goody. And. Tuesday's song is not yet posted. We'll have to wait and see who comes up for Tuesday. All right. Um, so I haven't decided what. Uh, tomorrow's playlist topic is going to be. However, Alvarant sent in a whole bunch of suggestions. Um, I'm trying to. I'm looking at the list and I'm trying to think of something where I can. I can because he sent he sent in a whole bunch of topic suggestions, but only one song per topic suggestion. So I have to mm. think of like the rest of the songs in the list. <laughs> I actually have a, a topic suggestion myself. Okay. Um, so getting caught up on recent Doctor Demento episodes. Ooh, excuse me. Uh um, he did a topic where it was artists who are, you know, mostly considered serious artists doing like a funny song. So yeah, he does that like, periodically. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it just, I just noticed this year, finally, he never includes hip hop in any of that. And I don't know if it's because so much of hip hop, you know, at least the early stuff already had kind of a sense of humor infused into it. But I just kind of feel like, you know, that's a, you know, like, like to leave out hip hop entirely is kind of. You know, you know he's, he's missing something there. So I don't know it, it like so not just any comedy rap song, but specifically comedy rap songs like you know like Run DMC's song like Ragtime Rag, Ragtime or, Rag or, yeah, or, or, or UBL and you know and just like try to find the the like 
you know, the hip-hop acts that are established acts that are, like, highly respected and then find their weird, you know, one or two-off songs that were funny and then have that be a playlist, so... I don't know. That was just yeah. I know uh, Sir Mix a Lot's done a couple too. Um, yeah, Square Dance Rap and um, like LL Cool J's "My Rhyme Ain't Done." Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, uh, the Beastie Boys song "Girls" I think would you know. Yeah, I could do that. All right. Uh, Eminem has a song. I think it's on the encore album called "Rain Man," and that <laughs> one's just a weird nonsense song. <laughs> Would Digital Underground count, or are they too funny in general? I think they'd count. I mean, you know, it, yeah, they've they're 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 well respected in the hip hop world. All I'd right, say. so we got Ragtime. Um, Maybe with that, go with like Underwater Rhymes. I was gonna suggest uh, the Odd Couple. Okay, yeah, that'd be good too. Uh, Would you say uh, Girls? Girls by the Beastie Boys. My rhyme ain't done by LL uh, Cool J. Um, Either UB Illin or Ragtime by Run DMC. Um, How about um, Jelly Roll by the Fat Boys? Hmm. That's always one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could see that. I mean, there's other songs by the Fat Boys I like more, but I could see that being what you'd pick. Um, Two, three, four. That's five. I joke by. Would 911 as a joke by Public Enemy count, or is that too serious? I don't know. Oh, you know what better one? Uh, Flavor Flav, Cold Lampin. By oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cold Lampin. All right. Yeah, I think 911 as a joke is pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a serious topic, but it's, I mean, you know. The, the, the video is certainly meant to be funny, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six. All right, so who else, who else was out there at the time? Um... I love that that song has. Oh oh, uh, Ludacris. Um, what's that? He he did a song called "She's a Ho" or something like that. I have to find it. <laughs> it's it's a funny song. It's it, yeah. I mean it's it's very misogynistic, but it's a funny song. <laughs> um, you take a ho to a hotel. Why? Because hotel everybody about it. You know. Um, <laughs> I like in my in in uh. In uh, Flavor Flav, Cold Lamp, and it's like Magnum Brown, Skooski, Skooski, Super Califragil, Hepatelazuski. You can put that in your Don't Know What You Said book. Took Yook Look Wook Nook. That was. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is: Was he improvising that whole song, or did he literally write that down ahead of time? Uh, yeah, you can never tell with Flavor Flav. <laughs> he's he's just he's a weird dude. But like I, you know how I always have like a, you know, in my bag I always have like my current notebook of whatever. In high school I had one that I called my don't you don't know what you said book. <laughs> did <laughs> did Busta Rhymes do any funny songs? Oh man. Uh, well, I mean, me uh, the one that would most hit the target would be his uh, song Grinch 2000 from the How the Grinch Stole Christmas soundtrack with mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. Um but I'm, I mean, he's generally got a good sense of humor about himself. But I don't think he, I don't know anything that could straight up be called like a comedy song from Busta. Oh, besides um, that Grinch one. N.W.A. and Ice Cube did some. I mean, No Vaseline. I always thought was a funny song, but I don't know if that <laughs> would. <we can. laughs> oh, uh, A.M.G. has like it was an interstitial track called P Funk, but the P stands for polka. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, so, um, yes. did M- what about MC Search? What didn't he do? Ooh, um, well, I mean, third base certainly they did like you know, flipping off the wall like Lucy Ball and Al's ABCs is great. Um, and I don't know if any of searches on their own would count as. Uh, Ooh, here's a song. Here's a here's a play. Here's a list called the funniest fifty funniest rap songs. Let's see what's on here. Hmm. Hurricane Chris, A Bay Bay, Drake, Hotline Bling, Chris Brown, Loyal, Big Sean, I don't fuck with you, Skilo, I wish, Missy Elliott, work it. I'm not feeling this list so far. MC yeah. Hammer, you can't touch this. Sir Mix a Lot, baby, got back. Okay, they got one. Uh, Run yeah. DMC, it's tricky. Okay. Really? God. <laughs> They must define funny a little differently. Yeah, I think they do. Lil John, snap your fingers. Outcast, Miss Jackson. Big song, or Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, dance ass remix. Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, Shaggy, it wasn't me. I don't even consider that a rap song. Yeah, really. Uh, Yo Gotti, down in the DM. Ying Yang Twins, wait the whisper song. Ludicrous, move, bitch. <laughs> There was was a meme going around a while ago that says, God, it's been like 20 years and we still don't know if that bitch ever got out of Ludacris's way. (laughs) I remember Chris Rock did a bit about how he loves rap music, but he was tired of defending it. You know, as an art form, you know, or whatever, because like it's hard to defend things like "move, bitch, get out the way." It's like, <laughs> well, clearly there is a bitch, and she is in his way. You need to look around your life to look for bitches. You need to get out of your way. <laughs> uh. Afro man, because I got high. Well, yeah, there's, yeah. You know what? I'll add that to the list. That's a good one. But that's that's the weird thing is though. Afro man is like. Besides, because I got high and the album that that song is from, has Afro Man done anything else? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Rapper's you Delight. Uh, a lot of these I haven't heard of. 50 Cent How to Rob, really? <laughs> uh, public Enemy Can't Do Nothing For You, Man. Okay. Uh... I know NWA did. Oh, The Far Side, Your Mama. That's a good one. Uh... Did you? I assume you saw the movie Who's the Man with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover? Yes. Long time ago. <laughs> Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Oh, Lottie Dottie by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I can find it. I don't know if that's on... On, uh, I just remember. Oh, Jazzy Jeff, t- Fresh Prince. Um, well, like that's I don't know. I almost kind of don't want to count them just because all of the big hits of Jazzy Jeff true, and Fresh yeah. Prince were all comedy based. You that's know, true. so yeah. Ice Cube, look who's burning. Humpty Dance at number three. Notorious B.I.G. Just playing. Bismarcky, just a friend is number one. Mm. But like uh, around the time that movie Who's the Man came out, like uh, Flavor Flav had gotten arrested a couple of times for I don't know whatever you know. Mm-hmm. So he had a cameo in that movie because because Doctor Dre and Ed Lover are playing cops and so like they're in the they're in the uh, the precinct and like some cops are bringing in Flavor Flav 
<laughs> like, they're arresting him, and he's like, you know, hey, can you guys help me out? And they both look at him and say, I, I can't do nothing for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And Dennis Leary was so hilarious in that as the piece, as the police captain. <laughs> Uh, now right. I'm to look that up on YouTube. Anyway, yeah. all right. So that's so. that's ten songs. I can I can, I, and if that's not thirty minutes, I'll find something that that should be good. Thank you. <laughs> that's a good one. Sure. All right. Um, productive thumbcast. Productive thumbcast. <laughs> yes. It's nice when 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 I <laughs> I have help. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. All right. So Dan, plug yourself one more time. CaptainAmbivalent.com. Links to all the things are there. And Two Sleeps is at TwoSleeps.com. Also, links to all the things are there. And uh, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And there's the captain. I'm Captain Ambivalent. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say, I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm watching TV. I'm looking at you. Fuck you. I'm dead again. I'm ready to rob this house.